0: You're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, which is all about beauty without the BS. If you're interested in how the world of beauty and wellness are intertwined, or you're obsessed with daily rituals of skincare and self-care, or you just want to know the latest when it comes to new beauty, this is for you. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon. Today's episode is all about romance. Um not what you're thinking. It's not going to be sort of lovey-dovey chocolates and flowers. It's just because my guest has been labeled as somebody who is a very romantic filmmaker. Her name is Rebecca Monroe and she works with the likes of Elemis and other beauty brands on creating just gorgeous, beautiful beauty content. Rebecca is a filmmaker who throughout lockdown, I think I might have found her at the beginning of lockdown and I just fell in love with the imagery that she creates. And so in this conversation, I wanted to find out where that kind of romantic approach came from. I wanted to find out what her daily routine was. And if you're a regular listener, you'll know that's something I ask everybody. But with Rebecca, it's kind of turned on its head. She likes to work often quite late into the night. We also talk about her first kind of interactions with beauty and I have to say it's probably one of the most entertaining answers I've heard in a long time so I hope you enjoy let me know what you think.
1: I call it romantic because everyone everyone calls it romantic oh it's more ro- romanticized but I just think it's a little bit more I, I mean I've taken that phrase but I think it's quite it's just with feeling that is how I film um because often when I'm talking to people or Whatever, whatever subject is, it's it's me learning who that person is or that product is or whatever, and and sort of wanting to transpose that onto video, I guess. I love
0: that. That's what I'm trying to do with this podcast. So I hope you're ready to tell me everything about you.
1: Yeah, I can try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm obsessed with people's morning routines. Tell me what you do from the minute you open your eyes.
1: Well, I I'm i I'm an editor. Um, I I work really really late um, and often I am naturally a night owl I will work really I naturally want to work really late so I generally try to get as much sleep as physically possible um, and I love lions and everything and I, I think I really annoy people because I don't necessarily have a routine I never from day to day it's just like if I've got a shoot or whatever like that it's getting up making sure I'm fresh-faced and sometimes that will involve me rolling out of bed making sure the preparations are happen have sort of happened the night before um so I can give myself as much sleep as possible uh but the thing that I always do as as an actual routine is like my skincare routine and that doesn't that doesn't change okay Um, (laughs) everything else around it does but coffee is uh coffee is my is my vice very much so. I need that to <laughs> take on the day, I guess.
0: So, tell me about the skincare because obviously it must be important to you if you make sure no matter what you stick to it.
1: Yeah, I think it's just been drummed into me that, you know, you never leave your makeup on. Uh, you, you always need to take it off and make sure you have a clean uh, slate and also like making sure you're moisturized and everything. And it's also just, it's very, ritualistic to me I guess I take a lot of comfort in it I mean even at the end of a really really long edit day or something like that I I know that I'm going to have my skincare routine with a bit of like uh, lymphatic drainage going on and bits and bobs like that that just calm me down bring me back to a center and then I can easily like drop off to sleep or um, at least have a glowing face while my anxious brain is thinking about all the edits, <laughs> the things I'm like constantly thinking about. Um, but but yeah, the, the the skincare routine is is just yeah my my holy grail, and it's not you know I it, it never has to be loads of steps, but just is the main thing. Like I love cleansing. Okay. Cleansing is my favorite thing to do, um, especially like. Something balmy, okay, that gets all the dirt because, of course, I'm always touching my face, it's one of the main issues when I'm uh editing and stuff like that because you know I'm thinking about an edit or touching my face, mm-hmm. so cleansing just makes me feel like uh, it's all coming off, <laughs> yeah. So, what products are you
0: using right now? Then,
1: at the moment, I am using LMS cleansing balm, um, I'm using quite a bit of that cause I, I work with them on um sort of content and bits of bobs so I'm very lucky in the sense that I you know I have those products because I'm photographing them and then after they've been photographed they're mine yeah. so <laughs> you know, that's a really beautiful part of my job <laughs> um so I have a lot of that stuff and I've been using that um I'm trying out a lot of fresh stuff at the moment yes I saw um, Love fresh. been been really nice Um, and I've been really enjoying their masks. I'm really into masks at the moment, Uh, just because I can kind of put them on my face and forget about them, that sort of thing. And what else are they using? Oh, I love, um, I'm using a lot of oils as well. I really love facial oils. And um, especially at night, I use like this um, Votary's Retinoid Oil. That has just made different to my skin so that's like one of my holy products
0: (laughs) (laughs) so tell me a little bit more because I really like this because you are like you said you're the opposite of pretty much everybody else I've had on the podcast everybody else is like morning bang 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 although some might have changed during lockdown but I like Mm -hmm. the whole thing of when you mentioned this is something you can kind of look forward to at the end of the day and I've seen mm-hmm. on your Instagram, you do have these long days. Like I'm a photographer. I spend hours editing, but your editing okay. is like, I swear it's like 10 hour shifts or something. And so how do, uh, you, how yeah. do you start it? Like, are you like, right, like, work is done. Like, is it 11 p.m.? Is it after midnight? Like, just take me through how you do that winding down to cleansing.
1: Well, um, it really depends. Uh Often the more I'm enjoying an edit, the more... Uh, the the longer I stay up because I want to see it through. Um, I also know that I get quite bored quite easily. Um, in in the way of like if I've seen a lot of you know the, the video playing again and again and again, um, you know I don't want to work it, work on it the next week unless it's like a really big beautiful project. But you know I want to no disrespect to the the people in it or anything like that, but it's just you know as you're looking at it over and over and over again, I want to make sure. I've seen it through, and um, so when I'm obviously enjoying an edit, I'll stay up late with it because I kind of I'm just obsessed with it. I'm very single-minded. I'm very like I want to get this done, and uh, the people that have seen me editing know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I apparently I don't reply to conversations. You know, people have walked in and are chatting with me, or I've done replies and. I don't know what I said I've agreed to some dinner I've, I've there's many things I could have agreed to when editing. and I don't remember anything <laughs> um but yeah so generally i say about midnight I'm I'm signed off uh, like last night I was signed off about midnight and um first thing I did jump in a bar and I love putting something on that can can soak um so I do a cleanse and then I sort of do a secondary cleanse maybe with an oil that can sit and uh basically steam on my face um and this is like my favorite way to do it if I have the time and I'm awake enough Mm -hmm. um and then and then I go through like a mask if I you know if I'm waking up again and then um yeah just sort of really get into I love wash off so I, I do a lot of that sort of facial massage. Um, and then I, if I have lots of time and I'm not falling asleep, I'll give myself a big sort of neck and um, shoulder rub. Um, okay. just make sure because, you know, when you're editing and you're looking at images or whatever, you you're, you're naturally hunt. Yeah. You naturally, like, you must know this. You're and even like, when I
0: take pictures, oh. I tend to do that as well. I'm like, why?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you end up closing the whole area and that's supposed to be naturally back and you know that you just cope with what you're doing so I, I mm. really make sure that that area doesn't get too tense because I can that will also affect like shoots and yeah. stuff like that the next couple of days if I'm all like achy and um so yeah I will always go in like with a body oil I prefer body oils way over um like moisturizers I don't have time for body moisturizers at all <laughs>
0: Why is it do you just don't you don't think they work as well or
1: I just don't I don't think they sink into my skin well and I don't know what that says about my skin um but you just I don't like being sticky <laughs> Yeah like, you have
0: to wait to put clothes on
1: Yeah or just when you get into bed it's less satisfying whereas if you have an oil slick over your <laughs> leg or some sort of like you can you slide know, over yourself Exactly <laughs> that, that and I think it's a lot more essential. I mean, I think with an oil you often I, for me, obviously, rubbing it into yourself is, is a very uh, Yeah, it's ritualistic again and, and it's also really appreciating your body as you're doing it. Whereas moisturizer I think I just a bit more like just slap it on. Get it <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, come on, get into
0: the skin. I wanna try and find out because I mentioned when we first jumped on the call about your approach to filmmaking, you know, you said you've been labeled as romantic. So you're running with that label because you see it as you being in tune with what you're doing and with that person and trying to bring them to life to, to show Mm -hmm. others. And it seems like this is your approach to life in general. You seem very centered, um, in, in touch I wanted to know kind of where that comes from. Is it like something you've learned to do, or is it something you were brought up
1: with? Um, I I don't know because a lot of people have said like, and I've had this conversation quite a lot recently because um, people are saying oh, you're so naturally confident and you, you know you can talk to anyone, and that was very much my upbringing was. You can chat to anyone. Everyone's just a human being. We're all just going through life, finding our own ways around things. And I think I really took that running as a kid. So growing up, I was very much my own person, um, which is not necessarily a popular thing to do, especially like secondary school oh God, no. like that. <laughs> um, so, you know, I was kind of a bit of a, not an outcast, but I was very much my own kid. And, you know, people took that as they as they would um and yeah i just i think i've always lived with purpose and knowing that my actions have consequences to myself and to others um and i think that's like that's just always been my mindset and so i always want to find the real the real in other people and make sure that you know and that, that other people's stories are told. I'm always fascinated about people's stories, um, and I think that obviously goes into my filming as well because I'm always interested in something that I don't know anything about, or a new way of thinking about things, or new skincare or whatever. Because I just want to want to know more. That's not me, because I know me. I'd rather know other people, other people's bits. <laughs> so, um, you could say that it's always been there. Um, but it's definitely just a confidence that has happened naturally um, and then you you could have the question of is that body confidence as well but actually I think they're very different like when I'm my most confident I'm on set or I'm filming someone because I, I know definitely you know exactly what you're doing what yeah yeah and you know and when it comes to my body i'm I'm very. I, I mean, I love my body, and I really appreciate myself because I don't think there's any, um, there's no point, there is absolutely no point hating any part of yourself at all. I don't see any, there's no, there's nothing to be gained from that situation. But I do see that there's a healthy balance of just like, you know, wanting to make sure you're healthy and happy and, you know, you're doing right, the good things for your body. Um, I don't want to be so in love with myself that I don't see my flaws but even those flaws can make you who you are Um, but yeah it's just always been a sort of (laughs) hand in hand I guess Um, and yeah some people have taken that as just yeah she's really body confident and she's really like you know uh, uh, body positive and everything and I am but equally I don't think that's the thing to focus on for myself if that makes sense no, I I think that's what
0: started um because I've been following you for a few months but I think one day you posted a picture and it was your legs crossed in some jeans and I think the caption was to do with your thighs or something you know the size of your oh, yeah. thighs and I think a few people commented like it was such a positive thing and mm. I think you might have put it on your stories as well and I you did the little slider to show how you was like how much do you love your your body, or yeah. how much you love your thighs, and I did the slider like, yeah, like a tiny little bit, yeah. and like not that day, which made it more even more interesting. I think it was like the day after, and you DM'd me, and you were like, just to let you know, I saw that, mm. that's not serving you. You know, hating anything is not serving you. So, and then I don't, I don't know if it was around the same time you posted another story where you were like dancing in your pants and a a t-shirt and i was like i just <laughs> love, love Boy, <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to that body confidence was that something that you know when you've talked about being yourself your own person that seemed to be like just you from you know mm. day 1 back at school etc was the body confidence part of that or was that something that you chose to work on
1: i grew up um at school at secondary school we all go back to thinking about what we're like at secondary school and it's, it's such a huge thing but that's how I remember it um I remember being at secondary school and being very aware that I was the tallest and uh the, the curviest um and you know I I used to shrink myself down um because uh, you know hurt my neck <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> um because my friends were shorter than me and I was not embarrassed by my size but i just saw it as an inconvenience to others and i think that uh, that was very much my thing of i didn't want to be seen to um not being different but just not being an imposition not you know having to be you know people looking up at me
0: or oh okay or the one that's being being talked about kind of thing.
1: Yeah, or being in the way. I just was very much like I did my own thing, but equally I didn't want attention because I also saw the attention as kind of a bad thing. Um because I was different differently sized. (laughs) Um and I remember um growing up my mum my mum was really worried about me uh, being being fat basically and it was because she was very overweight when we were growing up for um lots of different reasons um, but you know she was very depressed growing up and one of her things was comfort eating and also our family as soon as we eat something we we store it in our bodies as the instant it's just <laughs> we'll we be, we, we be we're fine in lockdown if you get what i mean you know, because we've stored everything up inside ourselves. And um I think she was very, she was very worried that I would go the same way as her. And I think a lot of the things that she said to me growing up, I'm sure she'd be really embarrassed about them now or, you know, didn't see it that way. But she would often make little comments where, you know, oh, you'd look better if you like lost a couple pounds. And, you know, at the time, I didn't see that as a necessarily a bad thing, I Saw it as her looking out for me, but that did get into my mind. I guess that I was already fat, so why am I trying? Or you know, you know, it's not really going to make a difference. And I remember looking back at pictures of myself and being like, "Well, I was so skinny. I was so gangly and so like gaunt because you know I was trying to do the thing of like, you know, not really eating that much at school, and it was kind of fashion at that day and age to you know not eat lunch." no one could eat lunch it's such a weird thing (laughs) yeah exactly and um you know I was trying to you know at least fit in with that sort of fad that was going around and and then it got to sort of like I think just before uni and stuff like that I I just realized that no my body is very much of itself there's no point fighting against myself, um, when the outcome's never gonna be something that you see in the media. Or especially uh, around that time, we're just being very glossy, very skinny and beautiful, very naturally beautiful women, but also being so photoshopped that, you know, no skin texture, no no lumps, no bumps, no no bruises, no, you know, <laughs> No um, indentations little... or old scars or <laughs> no no mosquito bites no you know, none of that sort of stuff um, and so I think you know it had a real disconnect in my head um, but I just got to the stage where I kind of just went fuck it like that doesn't it doesn't mean anything to to me it's other people thinking these things um, and the worst thing to do is to attack my own body and attack my own brain. Um, And, yeah, I I think that sort of happened for me as I was going through uni because I was feeling so much more confident in my purpose in life or at least what I was focused on um, and and being so creative as well um, that I was just like, you know what, I'm making all these great things. Why, Why am I focusing so much on this body? And the thing that actually... I made, made myself flip it a bit because I was sort of like, you know what? This body is amazing. I I can I can breathe. I can dance. I can, you know, I, it, it protects me. It, it helps me recover from a cold. And one of the things that really properly solidified in my head uh, last year in March, I had a car crash on the way to a shoot. Wow. And I, my first thought after I just I literally just broke my ankle. I was so lucky. And um, thank goodness for my car. It was a little mini and it protected me so well against this massive Mercedes. And I just broke my ankle and I had heavy bruising everywhere else. But it was really weird because my first thought was like, oh, my body's failed me. I've broken a bone. I've never broken a bone before. Um, and then a couple of days later, I became really Just realizing that no, no, my body really saved me in that situation. Like my tummy, my belly, you know, it's it's really protected my organs. You should have seen the 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 black and blue bruises that I'd never seen (laughs) before, (laughs) crossing my my belly, an area that I'm not all too that keen, like not keen on it. But that really protected me. Like could have really hurt that area. and so from that, I was just like, there's no, again, no point, no point having a go at this thing, which is literally keeping me breathing. Why? Yeah. <laughs> and so it really instilled in me that it's not a thing of body acceptance. It's not a thing of body confidence. It's a thing of like, just thank goodness that we're here. And we're like, we have, we have something holding our head up. So from that point onward, I really don't care what people think about my body. I love it. You should love it. But, you know, if you don't want to,
0: none of my business. Oh, I love that. So (laughs) you mentioned, you know, your mum's influence when it came to, you know, weight concerns. But did your mum have any influence on you when it came to beauty when you were growing up? Was that
1: the first interaction Um, with beauty? kind of I don't think my first interaction with beauty was my mum that she never really glammed up I mean we had a very very difficult when I had a very difficult upbringing my mum was going through a lot when I was when I was little and so there wasn't many instances where I had the you know my mum going out to a a fancy thing or or, you know out to a dinner or something and her getting ready I don't have those Uh, ties as much I can't think like I can't think straight away when it comes to that but my first reference of beauty and uh specifically makeup uh was actually the little mermaid okay you remember you remember (laughs) that bit with Ursula the octopus uh witch um and she grabbed this little anemone or something and she's like swiped across her lips and I just remember being like damn that's cool <laughs> I was like yeah that's awesome I remember I used to practice probably at primary school I would be like I'd see these little flowers on the side of the road I don't know if they're poisonous or not but I'm still here so we're fine <laughs> yeah. um, but I used to like keep them up and I, would, I was very dramatic I think I, I love I love movement and I love drama in the, in the way of like theatre and acting and all of that sort of stuff so to see her like do that and then like pucker her lip i was like i just copied that for ages uh, and i still think of it when you ask that question i was like <laughs> yep yeah. that's my first reference to beauty is through disney uh, which is good or bad I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i noticed you're wearing a gorgeous pink eyeshadow today is it pink or like a... yeah? it's gorgeous one I'm,
1: trying. I'm trying it out um it's a pat mcgrath
0: okay oh from the rose is it from the mothership palette or is it an individual oh
1: I don't know it's a new it's a new one it's black casing and I'm just trying it out it's um I think I a so lot of people have asked I wore it yesterday for the first time and I think this is one It's called like rebellious rose or something okay. and it's got a good shimmer but it's still like it is pink
0: yeah I love it <laughs> but that I just wanted to ask you like because you grew up with like the Disney influence, is makeup something that you love to experiment with now?
1: Oh, definitely. Like I, I go through moods of everything. Um, so sometimes I'll just be wanting to just wear um, bronzer and that's it. I'm very much inspired by colours. Like I'll go for a colour mood. I'll get obsessed with a certain colour for a while. Um, not necessarily in clothes, but generally in makeup. Uh, Because I'm very much, apart from today, (laughs) I'm wearing (laughs) violet. But I generally wear black, like, all the time. And it's just an obsession that has gone through the ages. And so I think the only colour for me would always be, like, yeah, my eyeshadow. My eyeshadow or my lipstick.
0: You've already said, you know, you you don't really have a routine because you're so into your work. Your work will kind of govern your weeks and your days. But did anything change for you during lockdown, like, how was lockdown for you as a, a human?
1: Uh, lockdown...
0: Uh, Obviously, we're in a one. second one now, but <laughs> nobody's acknowledging it. It's just not the same. It's not the same. It's feel. It's not
1: the same. I've everything changed slightly in lockdown, uh, number one, uh, because I was suddenly at home. And, you know, the first month, though technically we as freelancers and photographers and videographers are allowed to work, we were allowed to work during that time I think everyone was so scared that we just didn't, we were just like well we'll just have to stay in because we don't know what's going on and how it's affecting everyone Um, so I stayed home and I was just like well there's all my fucking gone (laughs) let's just, never mind we'll do other things and I just thought I'll focus on my own stuff Um, because I I haven't you know, obviously have an Instagram um, but you know, I don't give it that much attention from a personal point of view. Um, though people really like it when I do. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll concentrate on this and I'll make my own content and bits and bobs. And then, um, yeah, from that, um, people, brands, somebody realised I could do a lot from home. So there's a oh. lot of, so a lot of brands and uh, people were asking me to film for them from uh, my own home and so a lot of stuff going around at the time there's loads of skincare uh, adverts and little things that is basically me just putting creams on the back of my okay. <laughs> <laughs> hat I was filming and you know charging for so you know it was a weird experience um, and my routine uh, really went not that I have a routine but it went really out the window in, in the terms of like looking after myself. I think I went back to very much, um, you know, six days at home vibe. Mm-hmm. I found it quite hard to be productive when it, when I was without other people's um, influence and, you know, wanting to film other people. I find it quite hard to film myself uh, because I find myself boring. I know myself <laughs> too well. <laughs> um, so all of that um, happened. But lockdown both times, have been uh very scary in multitude of ways um because my, my dad's in a nursing home he has ms and um yeah only, only like two and a bit years ago he had to go into the nursing home he was um at our family home uh up until that point and they're, they're a really great place they've done they did so well in the first bit of the lockdown though i was so i was so so anxious i cannot tell you how anxious i was because you know COVID is something that affects people that, you know, have underlying health issues. And, yeah, you know, he has an immune issue, a disease. So I was just like, every day, oh, I was so panicked. Um, and that subsided because the lovely people at the home were able to do a lot of video calls and were able to hold the phone for him and all of that stuff. And so that kind of subsided a bit. And then going into the second lockdown, they actually had their first COVID case in the home, mm. um, not from a resident, but from a staff member. Um, and yeah, so that was like, I think, two weeks ago. And that just set everything off. You can't you can't do anything about it. These people are trying their absolute hardest. And the person, the staff member that had it, um, didn't know she had no side effects, no nothing. She was asymptomatic, and that's what makes this virus so dangerous is because people can walk around with it and not know and it will affect someone like my dad or uh, a nurse or anything so it's just very scary but i've been trying to focus in the way of there's no point worrying about it until there's actually something to worry about if that makes sense yeah for sure for sure uh, because i think a lot of the time when i come to think about worry I think of it in the way of, if I worry enough, this thing won't happen but because I'll, yeah, I'll make it some, yeah, I will, I will worry about it enough that magic things will happen. Someone will decide that it's not worth it. And that's just not how life works. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's been my, that's been the main thing that I've been thinking about. So my routine it is very much thrown completely out of whack whatever routine I have at that day and time um, if I am anxious at all about that situation. Um, so, yeah, I think anxiety plays a lot into lockdown for me and not that's not necessarily in the professional sense at all. That's just in a worried daughter sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, yeah. and it's, I used to think, before the first lockdown I used to often hear people talking about anxiety and I was like I don't I don't suffer with that but then Mm -hmm. I would remember certain times you might relate to this there'd be the odd client that could send me there just through some clients you know they they want to micromanage and and that's okay because you learn to manage them but there can be Mm -hmm. this type that's very the the attack 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 and I'd be like think that's what anxiety feels like because I would see their name on an email I would see their their number come up and my chest would be like doing this weird thing I was like am I an
1: anxious person and well it's amazing to be set off anytime and yeah it is like you're completely right it's that horrible hot tingling fear almost and really in your chest and really like scraping yeah. Not, to me it's not heavy, it's like crazy. it's like Yeah, it's like something, an yeah. irritation. Yeah. Something's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah, it can it it can be really awful. And I used to be one of those people that are just like, Oh anxiety, like what Yeah. because I, I deal I, with worry all the time. <laughs> yeah. Some anxiety is more it's a sometimes a bigger thing than the yeah, worry. It's like heightened Yeah, it's like hiking, everything
0: is on fire. (laughs) Because I think we have a certain level of worry, like, and it it doesn't even have to be a negative thing. It's like getting work done on time, meeting deadlines, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, because I know it's like earlier you mentioned, you're like, the more I worry, you know, I'm going to make it go away. And I would be, I would sit there thinking, like worrying about this family member and be like, well, I'm thinking about it and I I care. So it's not, Mm it's not going to happen but it doesn't it doesn't change a single thing like in their life all it changes is your your chemical setup to make you you feel unwell and then you can't help anybody anyway Uh,
1: exactly
0: it's just it's just not good for us um have you found you know you've mentioned rituals when it comes to skincare and you know Mm -hmm having a midnight bath and stuff. Are there any other rituals you found to kind of help you cope with stuff through this time or cope when you do feel worried?
1: Um, Definitely, like I love, like I mentioned, I love using masks uh, because there's nothing like just going, you know what, I'm just going to put everything down. I'm going to put everything down. I'm going to just close my laptop. I'm going to turn this off and I'm going to go have a cup of tea and have a face mask and just that be it and not have any other pressure on you in those moments um and so masks. On, on me I'm absolutely obsessed with them I have too many too many um okay you've got to tell me which one
0: you're loving lately then
1: there's a face mask that I love the most
0: okay
1: uh but I don't allow myself to get it more than once <laughs> a year because okay. it's very expensive um it's not it, a Sicily one, one is it I'm, Pardon? It's not
0: the Sicily one, is it?
1: This is um, it's the May Lindstrom Mud Mask. Not cheap. I love that. I love that mask so much.
0: <laughs> what do you love about it? The effects or the feel?
1: The but All. All things. I love all things about that mask. I also love that you can use it as a cleanser. Okay. The mud cleanser. So you rub it together and it's just obviously like honey, uh, really good antibacterial really good for spotty skin, um, which I have. And I just you can leave it on for such a long time without it going like it's not a mud mask in a way that yeah. sucks every yeah. it does suck the impurities out, but it stays in the skin and it doesn't get dry. And that's my only issue with mud masks uh, is that I have to remember to take them off. Because you're not apparently you're not supposed to leave them on for more than like five minutes or at least you're not meant to let them get completely yeah. dry.
0: I used to do uh, that,
1: yeah. And then I try and
0: like <laughs> make cracks. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's, like it's not good for your you skin. Do.
1: Yeah. You you'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, apparently that's really bad. <laughs> I've been learning that, <laughs> and generally now my my skin seems to get dry quite quickly when I put masks on it. So um, I can't go for more than like five minutes with it on. Um, and I forget about it because, medicine, because I'm doing stuff or, or whatever. And or I'm enjoying my time so much that I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just sort of like, it just really dry and I need to take it off. <laughs> um, yeah, this May Lindstrom mask. I just love it.
0: Tell me when you feel you're most you, like the real Rebecca.
1: And it really depends what is going on right there and then and how tender I'm feeling or or whatever, because when I'm feeling my most self, um, that can be on set, that can be when I'm feeling my most confident, and then other times when I'm feeling my most self, I'm crying in the bath. You know, there's, there's real, I think anything that you're feeling so strongly at that time, that is a, that is the truth, your true self, and that can come out in all different, colours and emotions and um so that can be completely exhausting <laughs> to think about. Um but like my most I think my ideal when I feel my most ideal self, um I, I'm naked. I'm naked and i'm probably covered in oil and you know, either having second time with myself or my partner, you know, that's when I'm feeling my most self the ideal self. And that's not for anyone else to see. But that's when I feel like I'm radiating me.
0: So you've got, you know, a lot of followers out there, people that follow you for, you know, the body positivity vibe that they might get from stories, etc. And obviously people that follow you for your gorgeous work. What would you like them to know that they probably don't already know about you, that they wouldn't know?
1: That's a very hard and very good question. I just think that no one's perfect that I'm not perfect um not that I, I don't think anyone follows me thinking I'm I'm perfect because I'm, I'm definitely not uh, but I get a lot of messages which are are very um I wish I had what you had or or whatever and I, I think the thing is to, to remember that I am just the same in a lot of ways i have my own personal things going on that you know aren't ever seen on instagram i know i do talk about my dad and i do talk about i am very honest i do want to talk about those things but i think because like anyone you see a small snapshot of what i'm doing you you don't see the imperfections you don't see me when i'm having a, a a rage at myself or you know all our most embarrassing moments, and I think sometimes I'm, un, yeah, you know, unassumingly putting my my life on a pedestal when it it's really not to be put on a pedestal. Um, is is very interesting, and I, I always try to say that to people when, especially when they talk about like, oh, you have the most glamorous life, or you have the, you know, it's so nice to see you being so like down to earth with this and this and stuff going on you being on set and i'm just like no no we're all just very normal people <laughs> like i'm very normal <laughs> um and I, I also think that i yeah i think that comes across as well but i think i wish that other people often looked at themselves in the same way
0: Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at beautymepodcast and feel free to slide into the DMs. Do please like, subscribe and review. It really helps Beauty Me be seen.